Good morning, all of you in the land of social media. I'm Dr. Clemmy Palmer III. Welcome to another episode of Bible Topics. I'm broadcasting on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, also on podcast for you podcast lovers. If you appreciate this video, please check, like, and subscribe on YouTube. If you have an interest in a particular topic, let me know on the website, www.drclemmypalmer.com or on YouTube. The sole purpose is to save souls. You've heard it said that people need to be close to God. Uh, and you've probably heard that God wants to be close to us. But we need to prove that. Uh, why would a holy God, well, would a holy God uh, want to be close to sin for man? And the short answer is yes. If we take sinful out and add Jesus to the equation. Now we can add Jesus to the equation in the Old Testament as we look forward to him and things symbolically represented him, I believe. Or we can definitely add Jesus in the New Testament, especially at Calvary. But let's prove that God wants to be close to sinful man. Turn your in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 25, 1 through 9. Exodus. 25, 1 through 9, and I'll be reading from the New International Version. The Lord said to Moses, tell the Israelites to bring me an offering. You are to receive the offering from me for everyone whose heart prompts them to give. These are the offerings you are to receive from them. Gold, silver, bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, fine linen, goat hair, ram skin dyed red and another type of durable leather, acacia wood, olive oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense, and ox stones and other gems to be mounted on the ephod and breastplate. Then have them make a sanctuary for me and I will dwell among them. Make this tabernacle and all this furnishing exactly like the pattern I will show you. Amen. What does all this mean? The tabernacle and its courtyard were constructed according to a pattern set by God, not Moses. The study of the tabernacle shows mankind how we can, how sinful men can approach a holy God. It was built around 1440 BC. So God dwelt with his people for 400 years. So we already have the proof. It was used from the time of the Exodus until King Solomon built the temple. Now, the tabernacle was the center of the Israelite camp. The 12 tribes of Israel camped around the tabernacle in a particular order. The contents of the tabernacle is the way to the Holy One. And in Leviticus, we see that a God was approached by two means by sacrifice and by priesthood. So two means sacrifice and priesthood. Sacrifice is called oblation. This is a holy gift to the Lord. This is what it requires. And priesthood is called mediation. You know, we need a mediator when there's conflict between two parties to help with reconciliation, settlement, a compromise. This is what Job wanted. He wanted a mediator. Remember in Job 9, 28, he wrote, 
I still dread all my sufferings, for I know you would not hold me innocent. Since I am already found guilty, why should I struggle in vain? Even if I wash myself with soap and my hands with cleansing powder, you will plunge me into a sliding pit so that even my clothes would detest me. 33, if only there was someone to mediate between us, someone to bring us together. Now you see the concept of a mediator already in the Old Testament. We know Jesus is our mediator. Job also said, but as it stands now, as it stands with me, I cannot. So by sacrificing priesthood, we approach God. Let's talk about sacrifice first. All right. There were five different types of offerings. Let's repeat like in school. Techniques to remember. The first three and the last two. The first three, the burnt offering, the cereal offering, and the peace offering. The burnt offering, the cereal offering, and the peace offering. Remember, B.C. power, burn offering, cereal offering, and peace offering. And the last two, the sin offering and guilt offering. So the first three, burn offering, cereal offering, and peace offering. The last two, sin offering and guilt offering. Remember, all, all of us are guilty of sin, so you should have the last two. Now, the burnt offering, this is a sacrifice represented complete dedication and surrender to God. The animal, the best of the flock, the best of the flock, Represent the worshiper's sin and died in his or her place. Hmm. After the blood was sprinkled on the altar, the animal was completely burned. None of it was for roasting or eating. Then the cereal offering. Some people say meal and grain, but it's a cereal offering. It was given to God in thankfulness. The priest symbolically burned a handful at the altar, and but he could partake in that. Peace offering or the fellowship offering symbolizes uh, fellowship and peace with God through shed blood. Now, worshippers could and guests could share in this offering. Then the sin and the guilt offering. Guilt offering. The sin offering focuses on paying for sin. This is sin against God. It atones for sins against God. And the guilt offering represents sins against others. And it included playing damages with interest. Various animals were uh, re uh, required in these particular offerings. Hmm. Now let's talk about sin and guilt. Usually when one sins, one feels guilty. Unless one is too far out there, too far removed from God, there may be a point where the sin does not bother you on a conscious level. Think of consciousness as your knowledge of yourself, because you're just too far out there. Hope we don't get that far. But if we do, hopefully something will happen. You come to your senses, or you pray, or somebody else will pray for you and get you back uh, on the path. There's feelings of guilt, which is described a sense of responsibility, a sense of regret about what we've done, uh, a sense of regret where we weren't responsible enough to be moral, related to actions taken. Now, people may feel guilty over things they actually did, things they did not do, and uh, things they thought they did. How one deals with the guilt is the big picture here. It could be a matter of life and death. Think of Peter and Judas. 
Judas betrayed Jesus. Peter denied Jesus three times. Judas did not seek professional help nor theological help. He hung himself, committed suicide. Peter cried it out. He wept it out and was reconciled to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the moral law. It's a general rules right living. Conceived as universal. Sanctioned by God's will. The moral law includes the, the law of Moses. The Ten Commandments show us our need for God. Represent the Ten Commandments and new laws in the New Testament, like being a cheer forgiver and the golden rule. The ceremonial law shows us how we approach God. Hmm. And the civil laws shows us how rightly related to God we can relate to each other. Failure to keep the moral law exposed the Israelites to punishment and death. So, and the ceremonial law made provision for whomever couldn't keep the, the moral law. It was important to know that the moral law, only uh, ceremonial law, only uh, canceled sin, only covered sin, I mean, did not cancel sin. So it only covered sin until such time that Christ at Calvary provided a true cleansing. We covered it. Now, with reconciliation, the person had that was wrong had to be paid interest, 20% to the price. Again, we see God was approached by two means, sacrifice and priesthood. By sacrifice, Revelation of the offering, what must be offered, and how it must be offered. There were three aspects to the sacrifice. Man is sinful. It was substitutionary. Mm, mm, mm. And it was an illustration how God is to be approached through Christ. Mm, mm, mm. Now, you have to offer the sacrifices in the right way. Luke, Leviticus 10, 1-3, Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it and put incense on it and offered profane fire before the Lord and he, that he had not commanded. So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them and killed them. They died before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, his brother, this is what the Lord spoke saying, by those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy and before all the people. I must be glorified. So this is serious business. You don't approach Lord in it type of way. I've heard people say that Nadab and about whose followers was uh, unauthorized. It was, they were drunk. It was wrong. I don't know how strange it was. I don't know how. I just know it was uh the wrong type of fire was unauthorized. Perhaps they were trying to seek another way to God except going through the right channels or back through Christ. Coming to two on the tabernacle. Tabernacle is the gravity uh, of, of, of the place where God dwells. This is the gravity of the whole topic, the tab tabernacle. It was 13, 15 feet wide, 30 feet long. 
the first 30 feet was the holy place, and the last 15 was the uh, the most holy place. So it was 45 feet long. I mean, 15 feet wide, 45 feet long. The first 30 was the holy place, and the last 15 of that 45 was the most holy place. Hmm. Had a courtyard. Everybody can go to the courtyard. The courtyard was made of bronze and silver, and the tabernacle tabernacle was covered with gold. Now, in the movement from the courtyard to the tabernacle, it changed from bronze to gold, which adds to the uh, symbolism here. The intensification of holiness and glory associated with God's presence. Now, remember, although there is symbolism, God is never less holy. He's always holy. He doesn't mature in holiness. As a matter of fact, God is all actuality and no potentiality. There's the gate of the courtyard. First a person enters the gate of the courtyard to make a sacrifice for their sin or for thanksgiving. Then there's the court fence. The court fence protected people from coming too close accidentally. And the brazen altar. The finest animals had to be sacrificed. Anything that was uh, that, that wasn't perfect wasn't good enough. God required a perfect, flawless sacrifice. This animal represents an undeserving recipient of a deserving punishment. God wanted people to trust in his provisions. That's why the sacrifice had to be valuable. This perfect animal foreshadowed Christ at Calvary. And these sacrifices only temporarily covered sin. So they needed to be offered continuously. Mm -mm -mm. Unlike Jesus' perfect sacrifice. The bronze laver. These steps now are performed only by the priest. The bronze laver. After making the sacrifice, the priest washed himself at the brass laver. This washing purified the priest and prepared him to enter the tabernacle. Why? Because the Lord said the priest must wash so he would not die. See, the Lord is serious, serious about how you approach him. The tabernacle, the whole point in building the tabernacle is to create a proper, proper place for God to dwell in the midst of his people, to travel with them. And you got the holy place, what included the table of showbread, the altar of incense in front of a veil. This veil separated the holy place from the most holy place. Lampstain, table of showbread, altar of incense. The high priest burned incense on the altar of incense every morning and every evening. Out of a special recipe only made for the tabernacle. Now, this veil I just mentioned was a divider between the holy place and the most holy place where the Ark of the Covenant was kept. It was a barrier between God and man. This thick veil of the temple was torn from top to bottom when Jesus died. This symbolizes that 
every believer, not just a high priest, can approach God through the death of Jesus. Amen. The most holy place, the high priests, not all the priests, only the high priest can enter once a year to make atonement for sin. The focus of the tabernacle was the Ark of the Covenant. The glory of God rested on the lid of the ark of the mercy seat. Now, this was not a real seat like you just sit down, but you just say the mercy seat. You can say the seat of learning. Uh, the atonement cover. The ark of the covenant. Mm -hmm. Represented where friendship was made between God and his people. What was restored. God reached out and made it possible for people to know him. The contents of the ark, the Ten Commandments, jar of manna, and Aaron's rod, which represents life from death and God provisions. The mercy seat represents God's grace and mercy. When there was sprinkling of the blood on the mercy seat, the judgment of God was transformed into grace and mercy. Hmm. Amen. What does all this mean? The tabernacle. In the Old Testament, it was the place where God dwelled among his people. In the New Testament, Jesus is God in the flesh. The word became flesh and dwelled among us. The high priest in the Old Testament offered gifts and sacrifices for sin in the most holy place. In the New Testament, Jesus is our high priest, the true tabernacle in, in heaven that was made by God. The sacrifice in the Old Testament was made each year by the high priest offered a blood sacrifice for the sin of the people. In the New Testament, in Hebrews chapter 10, Jesus was the perfect and final sacrifice for all time. It doesn't have to be repeated. It will not be repeated once and for all. The ark, the place of God's presence in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, Jesus is God in human form. In the Old Testament, the ark was covered with gold inside and out. In the New Testament, Jesus' divine nature is our ark. The contents of the ark. In the Old Testament, the law was given by God. In the New Testament, Jesus came to fulfill the law. Aaron's rod. God's choice for priesthood and represents the fact that God brings life from death. In the New Testament, Jesus is our chosen high priest and the resurrection and the life. Manna in the ark. In the Old Testament, it was given by God for food to the people in the wilderness. In the New Testament, Jesus calls himself the bread of life. What does all this mean? How can a young man live a clean life? 
through Christ, through a better sacrifice, better promises, a better holiness, a better access to the presence of God, thus providing a better worship, a better fellowship, a better encounter, a better cleansing, and a life with God. Amen. Lord, thank you for the Lord and a better way to approach you. Thank you for the words of your Old and New Testament, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to fellowship with you and you desiring to fellowship with us as seen in your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you appreciated this video and it was helpful, please go to YouTube, check, like, and subscribe. Tell someone. Don't just keep it all to yourself. Tell someone. You're a cheerful giver. I'll see you in a few weeks. If it's the Lord's will. And the creek don't rise. Amen.